0: There is uh, an idea regarding why gravity might behave differently to standard thinking or differently to the classical theory of uh, Newton and Einstein. Um, So this is still a bit speculative, but basically the idea is that the classical theories of gravity do not include any quantum effects.
1: The Rational View is a weekly series hosted by me, Dr. Alan Scott, providing a rational, evidence-based perspective on important societal issues. Produced by Soapbox Media. The world needs evidence-based public policy now more than ever. Making the right decisions should not be partisan politics. Please help spread The Rational View by going to patronpodbeancom slash the rational view. Together we can make a better future. Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Rational View. I'm your host, Dr. Al Scott. In this episode, I'm gonna get into some science for you. Uh, astronomy, I'm digging into a recent uh, announcement from the astronomy community. This is based on data from the Gaia satellite, which is sitting at a, a Lagrange point, the Earth-Sun L2 Lagrange point, and taking high-precision measurements of the position and velocity of billions of nearby stars mapping the local galaxy. Research, researchers have been using this data to test the theory of gravity and understanding whether the stars are orbiting the way they should about the center of the galaxy. And more specifically, uh, testing modified Newtonian dynamics, which is an alternative theory which modifies general relativity to describe gravity and to describe rotation curves of galaxies. This. Theory was developed to explain away the need for dark matter. Dark matter was originally postulated to account for anomalous rotation curves of galaxies. If you measure the the, the, emit, the light emitting matter in a galaxy and you measure the density of that and use that as a proxy for the mass of the galaxy, uh, you expect a certain gravitational rotation of the outer regions of the galaxy. But observations show that the outer regions of the galaxy are moving too fast. Mond suggests that gravitational acceleration actually stops dropping off as fast as normal when the acceleration due to gravity drops below a particular threshold. The competing interpretation is that there's some dark matter out there, which is causing, which interacts only through gravity, which is, you can't see it, but it's causing uh, these outer stars to speed up. So, Researchers have analyzed the rotation curves of tens of thousands of widely separated bin- binary stars or, or orbiting each other in the Gaia data set, and they believe that the data support MOND over Newtonian gravity. This is a huge announcement, uh, and it's been picked up by the, by the science media, uh, and the results seem to provide a high degree of confidence. The, pet, the press coverage seems to suggest that this is a smoking gun that decisively overthrows Newtonian gravity and general relativity all at once. If this is true, it's huge. Why are the authors not packing their bags to Sweden as we speak? With a little digging, I found that other researchers are looking at the same Gaia dataset and they've come to the opposite conclusion, and they believe that the data supports general relativity over MOND. What gives? To understand this discrepancy, I'm interviewing a skeptical astronomer on The Rational View. Dr. Indranil Banik did his undergraduate at Trinity College, Cambridge, before moving to St. Andrews for his PhD with Hong Sheng Zhao, where they worked together on Milgromian Dynamics, or MOND. Dr. Banik then went to Bonn for a Humboldt Fellowship with Pavel Krupa. He returned to St. Andrews in 2021 and spent his first year back in a detailed 150-page invited review on all aspects of MOND. He's been working on the wide binary test since late 2017. He organized the 40th anniversary celebration of MOND conference in St. Andrews in summer 2023. Among other results presented here, conflicting results were presented on the wide binary test, and there was intense controversy surrounding whether the results indicated a failure of Newtonian gravity at low accelerations. Dr. Bannock, welcome to The Rational View. Hello. So from your bio and your publication history, you're certainly an expert on MOND. Could you provide us a, just a brief interview of, of what MOND really is and, and maybe contrast it to the prevailing theory of gravity?
0: Sure. So um, MOND uh, is a theory that um, as you get further and further from a po- point mass, um, Instead of following the usual Newtonian, like inverse square decline of the gravity caused by that white mass, um, at some point, um, it becomes a more gradual inverse distance decline. Um, So that's the main thing. Uh, But the other crucial thing is that the distance where this occurs uh, depends on the mass uh, because the important threshold is not uh, distance in this theory, the important threshold is one of acceleration. Um, hmm. So w- once the acceleration gets down to some special threshold called a uh which is um, approximately the gravity exerted uh, by a galaxy in its outskirts, um, then that's where the transition occurs. Um, so that also explains the difference in the standard theory
1: right so mond i think was proposed as a purely empirical response to observations of the rotation curves of galaxies so the outer stars in galaxies were were rotating too fast based on what we knew of their mass distributions from looking at all the bright stars that we could see that it there was and using newtonian mechanics general relativity einsteinian gravity uh, we would have expected the speed to slow down more than it seemed to be slowing down, we could measure these rotations, and we could see they're slowing down. Is there a good um, motivation for MOND other than just this? What, like, what else does MOND uh, predict, or or why would it? Why would the accelerations change at a certain threshold?
0: Okay, uh, there is uh, an idea regarding why gravity might behave uh, differently to standard thinking, or differently to the classical. Theory um, hmm. of uh, Newton and Einstein um, when gravity becomes very weak. Um, so this is still a bit speculative, but basically the idea is that the classical theories of gravity do not include any quantum effects. Um, they are they're, pure, they're literally sort of classical or non quantum theories. Um, but um, if you, as you get to a lower and lower acceleration. Um, the gravitational field contains less um, energy density. Um, so mm-hmm. any any gravitational field can be thought of as that region of space-time having some energy density associated with the gravitational field. Now, at some point, um, if you have a sufficiently low acceleration, then the energy density that corresponds to um, becomes smaller than the energy density in the so-called dark energy. Um, the, the dark energy is, uh, a substance thought to explain the accelerating expansion of the universe. Um, and the most sort of conventional interpretation of this is that it's uh, a zero point, uh, quantum energy density. So basically hmm. a minimum energy density imposed by quantum effects, um, because any quantum system has a non-zero sort of, uh, ground I state. See. Yeah. Um, so the uh, idea then is that, um, if your energy density is so low that you um, well, that it's below the dark energy density, um, then quantum gravity effects would become important. Um, it, okay. If yes, uh, so it's, um, that that's, that's the, and uh, I should also explain that uh, numerically speaking, uh, where this transition occurs, uh in terms of your know, gravitational field having less energy density than the dark energy that is within an order of magnitude of uh, the a naught acceleration threshold in mond um this was not okay this was realized many years after mond was first proposed of course but uh, nowadays mm-hmm. that's one possible explanation to your question
1: Now, now the acceleration we're talking about is extremely low. Yes. Uh, Acceleration from gravity on the surface of the Earth is like 9.8 meters per second squared. You know, this is what we're used to here. The A naught threshold that we're talking about is is something like 0.1 nanometers per second squared. Is that correct?
0: Yes. 0.12, yes.
1: So. Orders and orders and orders of magnitude less than what we were used to here on Earth.
0: It's also less than the gravity experienced by any of the um, spacecraft we've sent. So uh, even compared to the Voyager 2, it's about three orders of magnitude below that.
1: Wow. Okay. And now I've heard it said that... You know, so MOND, obviously, general relativity is a a theory that's stood the test of time. It's been well demonstrated over a century now. Um,
0: Only in certain regimes.
1: Sorry?
0: Only in certain regimes.
1: Yeah, okay.
0: I mean, in the solar system, it certainly works extremely well. And uh, near black holes, uh, some tests have been done recently where it works extremely well. Um, but if one were to straightforwardly apply general relativity to the rotation speed of a galaxy, for example, obviously that that doesn't work. Um, you know, so the standard narrative that uh, general relativity passes all the tests—that's only true if you ignore all the times it doesn't pass.
1: That's true because the, the the dark matter is basically a fail. Could be thought of as a failure of general relativity to explain the rotation of curve that of a galaxy. Certainly
0: it can't be yeah. considered a success of general relativity.
1: So I've I've heard it said that standard theories of gravity are required to explain cosmology and the primordial primordial distribution of atoms and deuterons. Is, is this a, a failing of MOND, or are there um, no it's not, it's explanations not a, for that?
0: Well, no, it's it's not a failing of MOND. Um, what one has to understand is that MOND doesn't actually do very much in the early universe, because, uh, for example, the accelerations are very high then. And therefore, the modification I was talking about wouldn't actually come in.
1: I understand. But if you look at um, primordial theories of, of the, the formation of, of deuterium and, and higher elements but, uh, We from, wrote from in detail about
0: this in one of my papers uh, about the primordial uh, nucleosynthesis, um, there's no reason why this should occur differently in MON. Uh, basically, the background expansion rate history would be the same as in the standard cosmology.
1: Okay, I thought it it needed the the dark matter to be some real gravity that, gravitating thing for that to come happen. I in,
0: in the Big Bang nucleosynthesis era.
1: Okay, Well, that's good to know. <laughs> uh, I've just read that people have have complained that it doesn't uh, that cosmology doesn't agree with it, but maybe I'm. There might be other aspects of
0: cosmology where that might be like a, a reasonable sort of thing to say. Um, I would suggest that uh, the distribution of large scale structure is still a bit hard to understand in MOND. Um, okay. Yeah, but the big bang nucleosynthesis uh, is typically not raised as an issue.
1: There's been a lot of uh, new discoveries uh, made by the James Webb Space Telescope on the primordial universe. Uh, do you think that the uh, the results that we've seen are, are supportive of MOND or or not at this point, or do we have an opinion at this point?
0: I, I would suggest they, uh, they do, um, they do seem to imply galaxies form very quickly. Uh, and in mm-hmm. gen- general, a, a stronger um, amount of gravity, uh, at low accelerations would help. Um, because basically the MOND effects come in, um, after redshift 50. Um, so between redshift 50 and 10, uh, MOND could have, uh, Significantly accelerated the formation of the first galaxies. Um, but on the uh, flip side, though, um, if Mond were correct, then galaxies would not have dark matter halos. Um, and without the dark matter halos, it can be that that makes it harder to form galaxies. Um, Ah. so at the, at the moment, our results actually indicate that, um, without the dark matter component, even if you do have the Mond gravity, um, galaxies actually form much slower than in the standard model, uh, which leads to a catastrophic disagreement with the James Webb observations. Um, in MOND, oh. galaxies only mm. form by redshift four, according to our results.
1: Interesting. So, so this was. You've been a, a leader in the field of MOND as an alternative to the standard gravity. Uh, but that being said, you published a paper in 2021 looking at. Wide binaries and the Gaia data, the Gaia satellite. And the conclusion of your paper was that Newtonian physics appears to be sufficient to model the orbits of nearby wide binaries to a relatively high degree of confidence.
0: Yes. Uh, The the 2021 study uh, was a uh, detailed sort of planning document about how the wide binary test should be done. It didn't make any strong conclusions by itself. Um, There was a study I did in 2019, which uh, try to put in place some of the methods that should be used for the wide binary test um, but this um, was before much of the modern Gaia data was available
1: um, could you describe the the wide binary test a little bit for for everyone uh,
0: yes so uh, the wide binary test uh, relies on the no- um, fact that mon is an acceleration dependent theory so for A galaxy scale system, one would have to go many thousands of light years out in order to enter the so-called MON regime. Um, But for a star, one would only have to go out approximately a tenth of a light year. Um, And then one would already be in the MON regime. Uh, So the idea of uh, the white binary test is to use binary stars with separations that exceed a tenth of a light year in order to um, test whether um, the modern hypothesis is correct. So in detail in the solar neighborhood, why binary stars should orbit 20% faster than the neutron expectation. If they are okay. in this sort of MON bridging. Okay.
1: So you've you've looked at this and there there's a recent paper that that's come out that has uh, gotten a lot of media attention out of Korea. Uh, looking at tens of thousands of these wide binaries yes. from the, the the third release of Gaia yes. spacecraft data, and they are are basically saying that this uh, confirms MOND or requires MOND to something like five sigmas in, in terms of their result. Um, and I think you have come out and said that you know you're skeptical of this result. Uh, could you maybe describe what? What the um, what you think is wrong with, with this work?
0: Yeah so we're actually um, working on on this just now and working on like a resubmission of an article that we submitted in in March to um, and this time yes we have identified like a fatal problem with the analysis of J um, 2023 which is related to the um, it's related to the uncertainties in the relative velocities. Um so uh, es- essentially, there is no proper quality cut associated with how precisely we know the relative velocity between the two stars in a white binary, which is critical for the white binary test. Um, hmm. uh, if this quality cut were handled properly, uh, the sample size would drop like not it would drop only a little bit, um, but we've identified that the signal is no longer there in this scenario. Uh, And we're hoping to resubmit the article with this crucial edition within a month.
1: I see. So there's some contamination in the data, uh, some uncertainty.
0: However, these are random uncertainties that are officially published as part of the Gaia catalog. We're not inventing any new sources of uncertainty.
1: The, The difficulty in the wide binary test is Gaia provides position measurements of stars that you can use in parallax to tell how they've moved transversely. And it also provides Doppler measurements to tell whether they're coming towards you or going away. Yes, yes. Does it give you both those things? both those, And from those, you you can get a three-dimensional velocity. Uh, velocity of the stars, but then you have to figure out where the plane of the orbit is on the sky. And but there's this is not such involved. a
0: major deal because uh, one does it statistically. So one assumes a random inclination and sort of uh, statistically you can compare the distribution of velocities with the predicted distribution. Um, I see. The, uh, the, the problem I was describing is related to the random uh, measurement uncertainties. Uh, basically, if there's a certain spread of velocities, um, then the spread is broadened further by measurement errors. And this preferentially happens at low accelerations, which can mimic a uh, signal.
1: So it's kind of a Poisson distribution. You, you, you're you at the low end and, and the error is biased in one direction.
0: And the error would almost certainly be biased in one direction. Uh, and the, the main reason is that um, the um, Newtonian velocities are very sm- uh, they become small at large separations. So the same uncertainty in the velocity in in meters per second corresponds to a larger uncertainty in the velocity divided by the Newtonian velocity, which is the key parameter for the wide binary test.
1: So, alas, you, you don't believe this is supporting the Mond hypothesis uh, as as a as a leader in this field, does this mean that MON, you know, if, if these wide binary tests come back, is it coming back inconclusive or is it coming back negative against MON?
0: Well, um, it's coming out uh, strongly against MON in favor of the Newtonian expectation. Uh, because what happens if you uh, do the quality cuts um, more rigorously, either in our own sample or have a much better understanding? or if you uh, take the sample of q which he lent us but you apply this an additional quality cut to basically restrict to systems where um the data the velocity data is accurate enough um either way um the um results very closely follow the Newtonian expectation even into the low acceleration regime um there is no sign of like a a a break in the gravity law as would be expected in more. And the the 20% excess, uh, by the way, that is supposed to happen is is strongly rejected by the observations. Um, Wow. Yeah. Okay. So we have approximately 16 standard deviation confidence in this result.
1: Wow. Uh, That's huge. So in terms of... of the theory of MOND is, is this putting a nail in the coffin then, or, or are there potential other ways out that we could save MOND? Um,
0: so we have explored that a little bit in our study. Uh, what I would say is uh, the white binary test obviously is probing gravity on very small length scales uh, compared to galaxies and uh, larger structures. Um, if one were to invent some additional mechanism beyond uh, just the traditional mod with an acceleration scale um, in which uh, also the effects are somehow suppressed uh, below a certain length, Uh, then one could uh, circumvent the wide binary results. Um, Certainly this was not expected a priori and um, I would say that it doesn't rule out galaxies sort of following mond but it makes it much less likely um and also it's not clear like how one would be able to construct such a theory um like uh, how one would get a small scale suppression of the mond effects
1: hmm now looking in my rigorous research on wikipedia the uh, <laughs> there's mentioned something called the field effect
0: the external field
1: mind. effect is that some, so so what that says is if there if something is in a strong enough gravitational field from an external object that's mm-hmm. not part of the system you're analyzing it will suppress the Mond uh, effect is yeah. that a possible uh, contributing factor here?
0: It's definitely a contributing factor. The problem is it's something we've already taken into account in a great deal of detail. Um, I should say first of all the magnitude of the external field on the solar neighborhood. Uh, now carries negligible uncertainty because recently, the acceleration of the solar system relative to distant quasars uh, was directly constrained by the changing uh, aberration angle. So the quasar's uh, light is deflected slightly due to the Earth's the solar system's motion, and uh, this wow. this angle changes every year because the solar system is accelerating. Um, so, as oh wow, that's a, great! Yes, yeah, so because uh, and also it matches other expectations based on our rotation within the galaxy. Um, so we know how quickly the local solar neighborhood is accelerating towards the galactic center, or even in, in a ref- relatively distant quasars, we we know it, but the two results are much the same. Um, and uh, yes, this definitely weakens the gravity binding sort of wide binary stars. This is why you only get a 20% access to the Newtonian expectation. Without the external field effect, it, it would be much higher. Um, hmm. In fact, it wouldn't be a fixed percentage; it would sort of rise as you go to larger and larger separations, sort of without limit. Um, but the external field effect, however, is already taken into account in detail in the calculations I was talking about.
1: I see. So, I mean, Mond is certainly an elegant and, and beautiful theory. I'd hate to see it destroyed by uh, ugly facts. The <laughs> the it, the hints of of quantization and gravity. I'm I'm not a, a cosmologist or a relativity person. Um, is is relativity and quantum mechanics have obviously had problems getting along in the past. Are there were there promising avenues for for bringing them together through MOND, or is this something that hasn't been explored very much?
0: There have been a few studies which. Uh, Postulate a certain. uh, They postulate quantum gravity works in a certain way, and they reduce to a MOND limit at very low accelerations. In addition to recovering sort of GR-like behavior at higher accelerations, Um, MOND doesn't offer uh, like, I mean, it's it's an empirical sort of equation. um, But using that as a constraint on how to construct a quantum gravity theory um has helped a little bit in with some of the attempts to unify gr and quantum mechanics um hmm. so it it has been somewhat helpful
1: but so this this is interesting so you you are 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 basically deep into the mond field you've worked a lot of your career on, on mond and now you come up with this observation that the stars just don't show it <laughs> Uh does that mean there's gonna be no Mon celebration next summer?
0: Um the uh <laughs> in my opinion, the likelihood of any other researcher organizing a similar MON conference uh is very low in the foreseeable future. Um certainly I wasn't going to do that anyway because I'd done both this one and the previous one in Bonn uh four years back. Um uh, but uh the well, I I don't know if obviously anyone else will want to organize such a thing, but I, I would suggest the like sort of another similar event being organized is very small.
1: Yeah, it's it's quite a, a roller coaster ride because you know you go on the the popular media and this result is being trumpeted as proof of Mond, which is a, a huge you know Nobel Prize winning discovery if true. Um, what. Was there a problem in the peer review, do you think? Or, you know, this? was it a good paper that just had some un, unexpected issues in it? Uh, and has the media made a mistake in in blowing this up the way they have?
0: So uh, I think there uh, were some mistakes at various stages. First of all, um, the uh, expert observer who was adv- advising Q about this um had significant reservations about the data being used in this way for the white binary test. Um, mm-hmm. But instead of uh, listening to these concerns, um, the the lead author simply made do without any co-authors. So he had no support whatsoever for his claims um, in terms right. of like from other people. However, obviously he thought that the evidence Same. supported his his claims. Um, but yes. uh, right, obviously. But, uh, there the problem was, um, perhaps, as you say, with the peer review, because, um, the issue I was talking about relating to the, uh, relative velocities, uh, I mean, obviously one basically has to combine the, or add up in, in quadrature the uncertainties of the motion of each star, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, compare that with the relative velocity kind of thing. Um, but, um, yeah, yes I, I I guess the referee didn't notice this issue which is actually unusual because um when I was talking about it with other people we didn't realize it immediately at, at the conference but like uh, very shortly after like not only really myself but but several other observers that were advising me also noticed this uh, issue um so I I don't know why the referee wouldn't have noticed that uh, so basically what uh, Q did is ask for the um, velocity in the reference frame of the sun to be accurate at the 1% level. Um, But that doesn't guarantee that the relative velocity between the two stars in each binary is is that accurate. Um, Sure, okay. So yes, perhaps it's a failure in the peer review process. I would suggest though that uh, the media perhaps were not too much at fault in this scenario because um, there weren't any obvious problems that the media could easily have noticed with this article. Like once it got past peer review, uh, I'm mm-hmm. sure there was only one author, but uh, yeah, it, it's not that easy to uh, see what the problem would be.
1: But there there are other papers out there um, analyzing the same measurement yes. with, which reached the opposite conclusion. Yes. And I don't see a lot of discussion of that in the media.
0: I think the one thing the media could have gotten handled a bit better is, uh, there wasn't any plot, um, showing some easily computed, like, observable quantity, what it does in the Newtonian case, what it might do in Mond and showing, like, a, a difference. Um, so kind of look at the overall velocity distribution, in other words, uh, and, uh, mm-hmm. Trying to say what what does that look like in neutron mechanics? What does it look like in MON? What does it look like in reality? Um, this is what the other paper you mentioned by the group of researchers in Queen Mary um, does do that in a lot of detail. Uh, yes, so indeed, like this should have been mentioned by by the media, perhaps um, that that would have helped. But uh, it's still, nonetheless, it would have been very difficult uh, to uh, find. What was wrong with the results of Q? Um,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, in my opinion. no, it seemed I was very excited when I read it, I? and I was like, "Wow, this is amazing!" And now I have to look into it. And I, I didn't hear from the astronomy community the sort of um, generic or, or general acceptance of this. Like I, I, I heard skepticism. I, I saw your articles or, or people quoting you in the in the news saying, "Well." Let's be very careful about this.
0: So, I gave Um, a lecture about this, like in in March, explaining uh, our um, submitted article. Um, And yes, I guess the people have been quoting that a little bit, which is fine um, because the results seem not to have changed very much. Um, But um, yes, it's not widely uh, accepted. And uh, the main reason, perhaps, is that um, there's no sort of easy way to analyze the observables that will let you sort of see that. Mon works better. Um, in, in his article, mm. um, however, if one were to try and analyze the data to show such a thing, actually, it would be relatively easy to come up with such figures. Um, this is why I'm saying it would be extremely difficult for the media to notice the issue. Uh, the, okay, it's actually not. Um, it's actually to, uh, related to the uh, quality cards.
1: Well, that's fair. So you you're preparing um, an article that that. Rebuts this or, or takes a look at the problems? When, when do you expect to have that published?
0: So we submitted it in uh, mid March, and we're w- working right now on uh, addressing referee comments, but also addressing the uh, analysis of uh, QJ. Um, and uh, this should be submitted uh, early next month, I'm hoping. Uh, sorry, resubmitted, I should say. Um, and yeah, we are hoping this should be out this year.
1: Okay, well, very interesting. Well, thank you for your time in, in helping to explain to us the, the, the interesting field of modified Newtonian dynamics and uh, perhaps the, uh, the end of modified <laughs> Newtonian dynamics for now, uh, until someone comes along with a better idea to explain these binary results. Uh, so very surprising. This was not where I expected uh, us to end up the, this interview. But uh, thank you so much for for sharing your expertise with us and helping us to understand uh, what's going on. For spending your time chatting with us, I'll, I'm going to send you a Rational View t-shirt. Um, so thank you so much, uh, Dr. Bannock. You're welcome.